0: It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings and welcome on board WDKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Ben Reikley's got two weeks off. He'll be back on mid-June or so. Next week's Financial Friday, but today's a normal Open Phones Friday. Lynn Hall's our fabulous producer. We appreciate her coming in and working for us here on the other side of the glass. And I believe Matt Catrillo is going to complete the job today, uh, working for us and making things happen. So we appreciate that. John Shipp. Across me, just a stellar, super Sunbury volunteer and a financial guy, an insurance guy, and um, 18th Street Financial, right?
1: Uh, Loan. Now I'm um, back in. Business on my own, John, oh, John Shipman Ship-
0: Insurance. Okay, do not
1: call him up. Do not look him up. He's already swamped. All right, is that a? Safe it's been thing? a good year. I, I'm good. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that the response that people have uh, given after when they find out that I'm back in business and so forth. So, it's a uh, it's been a good year and <laughs> and uh, all right, John. almost overwhelming. <laughs> you and I are
0: acquaintances for hmm, twenty years anyway. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah, twenty five. So.
1: Why are you still working? I love it. uh, My specialty is retirement income planning. Uh, People come to me 60, 55, and say, uh, How do I plan to have sufficient income? to last for the rest of my life when I retire. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I do. And uh, it's really rewarding to, to see a plan come together and people five years or, or so into retirement to come back in for a review and say, you know, you told me it was going to work out like this, but I didn't really believe you, but it's it's really worked out better than I thought. So that's very rewarding. Well, fantastic. Well, good for you. So it beats work, in other words. It does. <laughs> okay. Well, I've said that for
0: 30 years. So, so far, so good. <laughs> so, uh, but- the yeah, I think that's fantastic. Well, good for you. Okay, now uh, financial markets themselves, interest rates are up. I saw it at the Northern National Bank a CD at five percent. So
1: that's, uh, that's uh, at a number of banks. Uh, usually, the shorter, the shorter, the two and three year CDs right now have higher rates than the five year, which tells me that uh, uh, people, uh, the banks don't expect these interest rates to last indefinitely. But yes, we've this is the highest interest rates we've seen uh, in probably 20 or 25 years. Okay. And is that, let's suppose you chose the 5% one or or one that's
0: higher for a shorter amount. What's inflation? Are you still going to at least get ahead of inflation?
1: Well, inflation's almost 5% right now. It has dropped significantly from the 9.1 where it peaked at, but it's still around 5%. So at 5%, you're just keeping pace. Uh, and most of the time, you need to have some kind of a combination of, of uh, fixed uh, returns and some high-quality equities to, to really maintain uh, the advantage you need over the long haul. Uh, and there's good stuff out there uh, that uh, has been uh, uh, consistent. You know, it's like... When you buy, we propose value investing. Okay, so value investing looks at the company and says, if this was a, if I had the money, is this a company that I would buy? Um, We look at assets, we look at debt, we look at income, we look at reserves, and say, okay, is this a company? Because stocks move with the market, but the value of a company really is fairly consistent. Hmm. If it's well-managed, uh, well-financed, uh, and so forth, uh, that company's going to be around a long time. And if you can buy that stock at a good price, that's value investing. Okay. I know some friends who had some wise market stock for a
0: while, and maybe still do, but uh, for a while they said it was pretty consistent and didn't really change much, but then lately they're happy, there's, they're, they're happy as can be that
1: the, the stock price is up. Wise is and. A, a, excellently managed company. Uh, They have historically been uh, very well managed. And people don't realize that business, you know, they they know Wise as a really great place to buy groceries, but they don't realize that that Wise has had over the years excellent management. And uh, they have consistently uh, made money and so forth. So uh, it's a good stock to buy, and and I think local people have, you know, many local people have bought it, but I think that the big boys are finally waking up and say, you know, here's a little, a little company in Pennsylvania that's doing okay. Well, yeah, there's no stories we've ever written that started out a failed endeavor from Wise Market. <laughs> right. You no. know, there just aren't any <laughs> no. of those. And that's good management. You know, it's it's, it's conservative management. It's good management, and uh, Wise is it. Uh, the the people there have have done. Excellent job uh, of managing that company as it has grown. It's obviously a tremendous, tremendously large company from a humble beginning, uh, but uh, management makes a big difference.
0: <laughs> One of our listeners who works there says we are cautiously bold here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How, yes. b- How about that? Cautiously <laughs> bold. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's interesting. I'd love to explore so, some more of that. Maybe uh, I believe Ben is off next Friday, so look at your calendar while you happen to be here, and you okay. can. And we can maybe look at some of that too, while while you're here, if that's if it's if you're available. Although that takes you out of the office. So. No, I, I try to stay out of the office on Fridays. So. Oh, good. Oh, good for you. <laughs> What a good retiree you are! You're doing it for fun. You're helping your friends, and you don't work on Fridays. So <laughs> yeah, right. you actually—I know some retirees—they wouldn't know what day of the week it is—but you you keep track of that. Good for you. I'm sure your lovely bride's glad to see you at home on the weekend. All right, so we are on on the Markets, the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. You are welcome to contact us now. We'd happen to be talking about financial markets, but we don't need to stay on that. Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor. Thanks. Thanks. Speaking of bold and conservative at the same time. Uh, Sunbury Motors, they've only been able to keep it together for a century-plus now. Uh, We'll talk more about some of the latest vehicles that they have there. But, yeah, there's a great company and just a big contributor to our valley in so many ways. Uh, You can contact us now to voice your opinion about something in the news or whatever you'd like to. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at on the market, WKOK.com and you can text us at 70236 earlier this week we talked a little bit about uh, Target was backpedaling and some folks uh, says uh, we're just making fun of Target's but they didn't change anything but uh, that's actually not true. They did pull the rainbow shirts by the trans designer off the shelves so because they were getting so much grief for them but not so much the product or where it was made which was an Asian company uh, country but it was uh, because the message, they had little slogans on them that irritated people, so uh, you know, Target of course making money is their goal too and so they uh, pulled those particular products off the shelf, so that was one change. Uh, You can look online, just Google Target pulled from the shelves and you'll see what they're talking about uh, with that. So talked a little bit about Bud Light and their big mistake that they just keep paying for that. Their stock is plummet, they're literally giving away beer and um, what uh, they tried to be too progressive, I guess. Is that
1: well, you know, the right uh, y- you have to know your market. Uh, you know, uh, Bud Light traditionally uh, has a, uh, a strong. I mean, they're they're the number one seller in the United States by a long shot. Okay, uh, but their market is generally. Uh, not the people that uh, you know drink wine and so forth, but it, it's it's the the blue collar crowd that uh, goes to the bar on Friday and Saturday night and has some beers, and. Uh, I understand every company wants to expand their their market uh, uh, and reach other demographics. You have to do it carefully. We have a very divided country. Uh, we have people with very strong feelings. And it's not a wise thing to alienate your current customers to try to get new customers. You just okay, have to right. walk carefully in this environment. And, uh, you know, when you look at the demographics of the United States, overwhelmingly, the people are, are are in the middle. Uh, you know, when you look at the, the, the spectrum... That's where they really are, the, most the, people. 67 percent, two-thirds of the American people, are in the middle. They're not extreme left or extreme right. They're in the middle. And so... It, that's the majority of the country. Uh, if you're a, a marketer, you don't want to offend that group to try to reach the extremes. And mm-hmm. so Target is finding out. Uh, Bud Light found out. Um, uh, most companies would be wise not to get involved in the culture wars and just sell a product. Mm-hmm. With good spokespeople
0: and uh, maybe traditional marketing, you know, Bud Light they had the funniest ads on the radio and TV for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Dance with who brought you. So, why, yes. why couldn't you still do that? All right. 570 743 9565. John Shipman is across from us. And uh, I'm Mark Lawrence. Lynn Hall's our producer for the moment, although she steps out for another appointment here shortly. And Matt Catrillo, I believe, is going to fill out this hour if I got the right day on my calendar accurately. Oh, we had a call. Bill called back. We talked a little bit about financial markets. Bill, call back if you can, but we'll take more comers. 570 743 three nine five six five you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com text us at seven zero two three six
2: when car repairs get difficult well I, I just don't know um me neither we get good sunbury motors your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Um, out of auto repair.
0: The Kail Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, <laughs> we didn't expect them to put out his financial shingle. You have certifications and uh, yes. certain licenses, right? Yeah. Okay. To maintain sir. those. Yep, you've done all of that. So, John Shipman is with us. So, that's what we started out talking today because he's smiling because he enjoys being busy and he is busy these days. So, uh, we talked about that. And that caught Bill's interest from Bloomsburg. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
3: Hey, good morning, uh, John and uh, Mark. But my question is uh, like on the world picture, like uh, the Democrats won't budge on the, they want a, I believe, $7 trillion spending bill. And they say there's nothing to cut out of $7 trillion where we only take in, like, $4.8 trillion a year. Ooh. And Social Security, and, like, how's it going to affect uh, your local people that you deal with and us uh, that they want to they wanna shut down? And Biden keeps continuing to print money, fake money, and he and he gave a trillion dollars for uh, student debt forgiveness. That, like, right there, it is, like, I, like, the Democrats want to take us in the dirt, you know, like— what are you? What's your your outlook over, over everything?
1: Uh, well, Bill, thanks for for calling in. Uh, we cannot continue to spend at the current rate. Uh, we uh, increased spending tremendously uh, in 2010. The federal deficit was nine trillion. It's now almost 33 trillion, and they want to raise the debt limit. So we have tripled, more than tripled, the national debt in the last. 14 years. Uh, we we yeah, can't. We're, pay,
3: we're paying more interest. We're paying more interest on our debt than we do on military spending. That's that's another thing.
1: That's correct. At zero percent or one quarter of one percent interest, it wasn't bad. But now the government's paying three, four, five percent in some cases on on ten uh, year and, and shorter uh, U.S. Treasuries. So the g- government interest has skyrocketed. And you are correct. This year uh, it will be one of the largest. Uh, Items in the federal uh, budget, which just adds to the deficit. So we're going to borrow to pay our interest rates. Oh, well, looks like oh, way. Wow. That's crazy. Even yeah, I know that, and I don't that's know. That's like I don't know much. Use one car- credit card to pay off the other one, right? Now who would do that? <laughs> All right, maybe I did it one time,
0: but anyway. All right, Bill. Any other questions or observations?
3: Yeah, and uh, this is and these people continue to back Biden, and it, it just behooves me I, to, like to see what he is doing to this country, and he's corrupt, and it's been proven he's corrupt, and Obama's corrupt. And they're all on the take, and 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 uh, Trump Trump was putting pressure on universities to take more skin in the game, and uh, Biden turns around and, and forg- does debt forgiveness. And uh, I mean, the overall picture, uh, Trump had the right idea.
0: Well, fiscally, President Trump was no cakewalk either, for he has the highest amount of deficit uh, or national debt added for a four-year president ever. He was no fiscal genius, John. No, the last three presidents— Hold on, on, Bill. Hold on, Bill. Go ahead, John.
1: The last three presidents uh, have all been uh, very uh, uh, eager to spend money— President Trump is not a conservative; he is a populist. Uh, he uh, he didn't have a problem spending money if he needed to, uh, and he did it uh, uh, pretty freely. Uh, so it's it's been three presidents in a row that have got us w- where we're at, um, and it, it's the conservatives would like to, like to. Pull back and and even start paying down some some of the debt because uh, it's it's untenable at the current rate. We will we will soon find ourselves bankrupt. And yet you are correct, uh, uh, Bill. That uh, the the new budget that was uh, proposed by the president is over seven trillion dollars. Just can't continue that.
0: Yeah, and I like Speaker McCarthy's comment. You know, somebody asked him, How would you finally get religion? And you suddenly don't want to just up the debt ceiling like everybody else has done? He says, Well, we've never had thirty five. $5 trillion dollars in debt before that's what's happening. All right, Bill, we'll give you the last word. You get an additional comment, please. Go right ahead.
3: I uh, just <laughs> we're going in the wrong direction. I yeah. just wanted to get uh, <laughs> no a argument on his opinion, like the, with the when, when the social security payments don't come in for these people, and you know, and 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 they want to get in the office and they increase in, uh, the IRS. And people like us like have our houses and car paid for it. They, they, they're going to enforce a wealth tax down the road where I gotta, everybody's going to have to pay a percentage every year just to have a house
0: All right, on top we got of you. your
3: taxes and everything else like that.
0: All right, we got you, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Really, really appreciate it. All right, Harry, next caller. We happen to be talking about financial situations at the moment, but it is 100% open day. So uh, the topic of your selection, please.
4: Well, I I want to talk. Yesterday, I sent you an email because I I couldn't uh, I, I had a time constraint. I couldn't stay on the line, but I had sent you an email about I have a little over forty three years of customer service, retail customer service, and which says a lot about my lack of mental health. I will be the first to say, but uh, one of the things that I want to say is at no time customers and what i said in my email yesterday is customers are not interested in what a business's politics are they're interested in good service good products good prices and uh they don't care about the rest of it what i did say also was the fact that uh, you know there's nobody cares about the politics whether it's hobby lobby chick-fil-a bud light or target nobody and, and the the difference is that the four, the first two jam it down your throat. The other two do not. It's not overt. Um, and you made the comment that uh, I was triggered. And uh, maybe, I guess you could look at it that way, but my question is, aren't you triggered on the opposite end, too, if you're only happy because you can push your agenda through? What I'm looking for is I don't need to see... Uh, I just need to see what I'm looking for in a store. I don't need to see any messages from anybody else. I'm, I'm going I'm a, in. I'm buying what I want, and I'm and I'm leaving. What's so wrong with that? I have a question.
1: Why, that a Why question. does
4: that make me triggered? Why does that make me triggered?
1: Well, I'd like to ask you a question. How does Hobby <laughs> Lobby push their point of view uh, they, in their advertising or in what they sell? How do they push their point of view? Yeah, they
4: don't. That's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't. That's oh, okay. what I'm saying. They don't okay. do anything overt.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what so, I'm but, saying like, is, if
4: I walk into Target and I've got to look at their their uh, uh, you know the the satanic or the or the uh, um, uh, the LGBTQ alphabet soup stuff all the time, that's pushing an agenda.
1: I agree. What with I'm that.
4: saying is is that I'm being you know anybody who doesn't agree with that or isn't interested in that whether you agree with it or not whether if you're not interested in it supposedly you're triggered but yet it's okay to have it forced in and that's all i'm saying is nobody wants to see it i i've i've been in retail management for quite a few years i've been in retail service for forty three years and nobody really cares when you look at it you know you talk about Bud light in their advertising campaign the biggest issue that i have with their advertising campaign and i hate the term influencer i don't know why anybody needs somebody online to influence them on what they're doing i think that's a sad indictment on our mental health in this <laughs> country but but the biggest thing that i see as budweiser's biggest mistake wasn't even the agenda that it was L G B T Q. it was the fact that during national women's month they used a transgender person who is not a woman to honor women I I mean that's an insult to women
1: all right, we got you okay. I, I, uh, all right thank you for your yeah for your call. well <laughs> and I think too
4: you know you have to uh, when you see these women in track and field or swimming not being able to compete against other women and having a biological male in there what they really should do is they should say look there's no competition we're not doing this and then watch and see bring everything to its knees and then see what happens.
1: Now, Harry, I, I have three daughters, and I, I was a champion of women's rights and women's sports. I thought Title IX was a great thing where, where colleges and universities had to give equal time and, and opportunity right. for women. And so I, I'm a big supporter of that, and I agree with you 100%. When you have a biological male competing in women's sports, that's not fair. All right. no, thank you so much Harry. that's
4: a violation of article of title Nine.
1: Harry we got to hit the road, but thank you sir thank you All very right, much. have a good
4: yep.
0: memorial yep. day have hey, a good one. you too buddy thank you all right Cindy you got the floor thanks for calling in
5: well i don't, I don't frankly understand the consternation about um walking into target and seeing a display i i did it just the other day and magically i turned left and went about my business and and
0: (laughs) you were still able to shop you were still able to shop successfully
5: exactly (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) i'm
5: just gonna reassure everyone you know you can just walk right past it it doesn't reach out and grab you or you're not forced to play pay homage to it or anything like that (laughs) but what i did call about was this uh this right now the state is considering adding personal finance education to the high school curriculums and requiring that a student take a class in that for graduation now when i was on the board in sealants grove i proposed a similar thing i called it life 101 and i brainstormed all these things that you really ought to know something about to be a successful adult in our society and um the The uh, high school took the list and made a personal finance class that's only a third of the year, but students have to take it and pass it to graduate. And I just think this is a wonderful idea. It acquaints you with principles like mortgages, car loans, and uh, savings, and compound interest, and... You know, I know that there's a group that comes in and wants the kids to play the stock market, but, you know, that's really kind of irrelevant to getting by every day in your life. What it, what you should know how to do is run a checkbook, how to, what the consequences of loans are. Imagine how much better things would be if kids had this education before they embarked on this uh, aggressive student loan nonsense, before they took out a credit card and found out. You know, right now, the interest rate on some credit cards is 25%. That means every month they multiply, (laughs) they take a fourth of what you owe and add it on. I mean, there's nothing I need to buy that's worth that kind of usury.
1: Cindy, I, I commend you for uh, doing for for putting that into the curriculum. There, I think every every high school should have a, a course like that uh, at, at least that period of time. Maybe maybe a uh, half the year uh, just to help these young people understand because they don't, you know, they they have no clue. Uh, so they graduate from high school, they they go buy a car, they have no idea, you know. They say the payment so much, uh, they don't even ask what the interest rate is. Uh, and uh, they don't understand anything about finance half of them can't balance a checkbook uh, half of them can't can't compute uh, uh, half of them can't even do basic mathematics so uh, I commend you for that and I agree with you I think that Every student in in this country uh, should have that kind of training at least uh, three a third, maybe a half of their senior year just to learn how the world works. Because let me tell you, once they walk out those doors, they're going to find out the hard way. They end up buying stuff that they can't afford. They end up defaulting on loans and ruining their credit. And then they have years, years to try to rebuild that credit. Uh, I I see the ad on TV that uh, 100 million Americans have have low or no credit and I think how sad is that Uh, because nobody taught these kids how to maintain a good credit rating nobody explained to these kids how credit works and uh, so they're they're just out in the wilderness lost
5: right when my son was in I think eighth grade and this was at another school district they had this pick a pick a profession and find out how much that uh, job will earn right so now you have an annual amount and go ask your parents how much does the electric cost how much does the water cost how much Do all these things cost? Which we, as parents, my husband and I, freely discussed with our kids. And I wish parents would do that more. Well, wasn't that an eye-opener to those 8th graders to find out how much life costs?
0: We did that in 4th grade at the Roarball Elementary School, thanks to Mrs. Uh, Hope Kopf taught that. That's when I got my first checkbook lesson. And insurance, too. My dad came in and talked to the kids. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll continue the discussion during the 9 a.m. hour with open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings, welcome on board, WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I hope we got two emails. I'm opening up so John can give them a look-see while I introduce the show and uh, do some work. We switched producers to Matt Cotrillo, a great family man over on the other side of the glass, super-duper sports commentator and uh, news director, and uh, uh, he aspires to be program director. So as soon as I step out the door, he's stepping in. So he's over there running the On the Mark show. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can call us if you wish to. We started out talking about the financial markets and that sort of thing, and uh, then we switched to, to back to something that really had a lot of discussion going this week, and that was the Target uh, trans um, designers' clothes that had little phrases on them. Plus the the I think the tags that you bought it with had the rainbow flag, but then it did not have um, uh, a uh, any rainbow. Was on the clothing, but it had sort of names like "I Am Who I Am" or things like this on it that, um, that talked about uh, maybe some things that related to the LGBTQ community, and that did irritate some folks. And somebody just called and said it did not irritate them. Uh, on the topic of financial literacy, we talked about that, which is in high school and the uh, Pennsylvania Council on Financial Literacy, which is uh, sort of son of Economics PA that was around here, but serving statewide does teach classes on uh, income and uh, checkbooking and saving and investing and financial literacy, and of course, they do have competitions, too. That's the stock market game and the entrepreneurship uh, competitions that they have, so uh, that exists. Yes, some of the local kids got $100,000 to invest and ended up with millions, I
1: mean millions and millions of dollars, not just a little. Well, those games pretty much are a handful of students where uh, I think what Cindy was talking about is the broad base. Every student needs to learn basics about finance.
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, it's still an unmet need. They talk about that at the Literacy Council when they come in here. They have a good guy, uh, uh, Eric Attinger, from our area who talks about this. And he says they go in there, and it's the first (laughs) the kids are hearing about a lot of this normal financial stuff. All right. If you want to comment on those topics, feel free to do so. Uh, 570-743-9565 that's 570-743-WKOK you can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM Uh, John Shipman is our good co-host here today here are some brief news headlines a man is wanted on an attempted murder charge in Shimokan after police say Wednesday night uh, he uh, hit their police cruisers during traffic stops and fled. They eventually terminated the chase in the interest of safety. Shemokin police uh, say Jarrett Castellonia uh, hit a one patrol car three different times and caused multiple accidents, even was driving an F-350 with dual axle and drove over the front of one. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's a tribute to Ford, but this is not the, in, what do they say, the in, use only as intended. Yeah, that is, this doesn't qualify. But uh, yeah, they tried to block him in, so he drove over. Over one of the cars. But anyway, so Castelloni also was on the News Items Facebook page saying that uh, he's innocent and uh, will accuse officers of slander and defamation of character, and he's totally innocent. So we'll see how that plays out. A Sealands Grove woman who crashed her car onto the roof of the Shamokin Dam restaurant uh, Chopsticks uh, was sentenced to t- up to 25 years in a state prison. Uh, D.A. said yesterday, Teresa Rizzo uh, also sentenced to 10 years probation following her prison time she crashed into several vehicles at a high speed was intoxicated flipped the car onto the roof of the golden chopsticks restaurant which later had to be demolished because uh, it was probably old to start with and uh, of course it couldn't sustain that kind of damage uh, she also severe seriously injured several people did not seriously injured her child who was not properly strapped in the car but was in a child's seat and uh, survived facebook is killing our kids and at least one pennsylvania school district agrees
6: The Allegheny Valley School District School Board has voted to join a civil lawsuit against companies including TikTok and Facebook claiming social media is harming the mental health of school aged children. The district is being represented by California based France Law Group through a contingent fee agreement, which means the district does not pay any legal fees but also does not receive any monetary compensation for the suit. The Apollo Ridge School District in Armstrong County has also joined the suit. Mark Sims, News Radio, 1070, WKOK.
0: Okay, you would not have Doug Mastriano to kick around, at least in the statewide races. Uh, he has decided he's not going to run for U.S. Senator. He was endorsed by Donald Trump during last, re- in last year's race for governor, uh, but did not do very well. That clears the way for David McCormick, who's widely regarded in Republican circles, as near as I can tell. David McCormick, did you follow him too much? just think he was okay. Uh,
1: well I thought th- I thought he was a strong candidate. I uh, um, I think there was a lot of pressure from the uh, Republican Party of Pennsylvania to act to get him to to st- drop out of the race uh, to not prolong the the argument the primary. any further. Um,
0: Right, and Dr. Oz got the nomination, of course, uh, got edged out. He didn't get, like, totally demolished or anything uh, in the governor's race, but didn't win. And so, uh, well, McCormick says he's in. So okay. He's, he's, he's going to run. Mastriano is out. Um, and... Uh, Pre election polling was one of the factors that he talked about, saying that once again, uh, he could probably win the primary but couldn't win the race. So, all right, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is in also. He raised a record $8.2 million in the first 24 hours after announcing his 2024 presidential campaign. That sum includes online donations and money raised by fundraisers at a gathering in Miami for contributors. DeSantis' campaign says uh, how much they, exactly how much they, Raised in each method is unclear. $8.2 million surpasses President Biden's first day of fundraising record of $6.3 million one day after his 2020 campaign launch. And let's see, in Harrisburg, no, nope, this is Washington, D.C., the founder of the Oath Keepers is going to prison for 18 years to help because he helped orchestrate the Capitol riot. Stuart Rhodes is the first person charged in the January 6th attack to be convicted of seditious conspiracy. 18 years is the longest sentence handed down so far. Uh, for that riot at the <laughs> Capitol. Of course, he had more going on than just the riot. And finally, the sandwich stroll is next week in Sunbury. A dozen <laughs> restaurants or so. There's 18 thriving restaurants in downtown Sunbury. Go figure. Sunbury Revitalization <laughs> Incorporated, SRA.org. Get your tickets today. Today this is the last day for the sandwich stroll. So do as I do. Go online and get your ticket. All right. Uh, we'll take callers now. 570 65 is our telephone number. Uh, we did talk about financial literacy a little bit. To that end, we got into talking about how Poorly, uh, financial financials are handled in Washington D.C. And I said, "Well, President Trump upped the deficit a couple of two, three trillion while he was in office." But one of our listeners says, "Yes, that's true." But President Trump did spend large sums of money for defense, which was in response to President Obama's intent to cut defense spending at the risk of our security. So yeah, yeah, I agree that uh, he certainly did uh, things that were good with the money. Well, some of it, $2 trillion was a stimulus package, so you can argue whether that's good. But tons and tons of people were happier when they got their checks, including individuals plus businesses and nonprofits.
1: Well, I think the, we were at the height of the pandemic uh, or going into the height of the pandemic at that point, And, uh, yes, uh, he rushed that through uh, to take credit for it. The problem is then uh, the, the current president wanted credit for so he piled on and and well, he did and, his own right? and piled on again so uh, what we ended up having is about 7 or 8 trillion dollars of stimulus uh with the uh, uh, excuse that we needed to have it for the COVID pandemic, and it's still not all spent. Um, states and local municipalities even oh. have some money left, and so uh, and they just found more money that the uh, uh, billions of eight hundred billion or something that they didn't know they had. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, if you and I ran our checkbook <laughs> the way the federal government runs their checkbook, <laughs> you know, we'd Honey. be. Uh,
0: Honey, we out have, on the street. We have a juicy balance in the checkbook. Oh, really? What is it? A couple thousand? No, $35,000 in the checkbook right now. Okay, Mark, uh, what do you say you go down to Nori National and buy a CD? Okay. All right, Bob, you are next up. Uh, financial literacy it was one of the through lines through our discussions today, but it is an open phone. You go right ahead.
6: Uh yes, so you know, I, I can say good morning everyone. As you know, of course I started at WKOK at $1.90 an hour back in 1973 speaking of finances. But but anyhow, you know, anyone that asked me about the broadcasting media such and such I said, well, there's advertising, there's this, there's that, there's, as far as technical, that's one thing, another, and, of course, news and all that. I said, but please, if you're getting into the business, study the financial aspect because there's operating expenses, sales expenses, I mean, tax forming, all that. Study all that. I think anyone that goes into business at all ought to study that part of it.
0: All right. Yeah, sound advice. I think you have to have like a zillion dollars in the bank too to get into broadcasting. So,
1: well, any business today, I think that uh, I think that's good advice that, that Bob gives us the, our listeners that. Uh, you can't just open the store right. and expect it to go or the restaurant or whatever. Uh, you, you need to sit down beforehand. You have to have a plan uh, how you're going to you know, how much is it going to cost to produce what you're producing, uh, how much you're going to have to charge for your product uh, can you be competitive? I mean there's so many things to consider so Bob makes a good point.
0: All right, thank you. Yep, thanks for checking in, Mike from Bloomsburg. Uh, we are enjoying an open phones. We've touched on Doug Mastriano is out, and David McCormick probably is going to be in anyway. Certainly, that's all he talks about these days. What's on your mind?
7: Well, you know we've got election coming up. Okay, here, year so, and uh, my theory is that which gets rewarded gets repeated. Okay. And what we had in 2016 and 2020 was things that happened at the highest levels of our government that were actually interfering with the election, okay? And I I think most of your callers are familiar with the topics. I mean, some of them say it's conspiracy theories, and others like myself believe that the Department of Justice, the CIA, and the FBI interfered with... Donald Trump's elections both times, uh, once they uh, didn't get away with it, so to speak. I mean, they didn't turn the election. It was close. And the next time, I think they, you know, gallantly did their job to make sure that a Democrat won and Trump lost. And since none of those people involved have been really prosecuted or going to jail, I can see that there's no deterrent for it to happen again okay and i'm not so sure it's needed right now because i think the the democrats with all the money uh, have the uh, have their system down they know how to uh, get the ballots out there in the mail they know how to harvest the ones of the people that aren't going to put them in the mail in the states that that's allowed and probably even in some of the states where it's not allowed they can do it but the the bottom line is if there is no penalties for what happened in 2016 and 2020, at the highest levels of our government, I-, I can't see that we're ever going to recover because it- it's ingrained that cheating is allowed.
1: Well, the Durham report, which just recently came out, uh, is a scathing uh, a, a, a document uh, critical of what was going on and so forth. And yet the Durham uh, team brought two uh, uh, court cases, uh, and, uh, neither one of them uh, were found guilty because the, the trials were held in, 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 uh, a major city, uh, which was heavily Democratic. And so both of, both cases, they were acquitted. The only thing that Durham was able to get was a, a plea bargain from one person, uh, which got sort of a slap on the wrist. So, uh, uh, it's it's a problem. Uh, the Durham report, 300 pages, is a scathing uh, uh, rebuke of what went on. Uh, but you're right. Uh, no one has really paid any penalties. Uh, and now they sort of smirk. Yeah, well, we knew it wasn't true, but that's the way it is.
7: And not only did no one really pay any penalties, many of the people have been rewarded some of them are still that were promoted within our government others were given high-paying jobs in the media i mean the reality is at a minimum these people should be shamed i mean donald trump i mean many on the left they, they don't even believe in a higher power or anything like that but to them donald trump is the antichrist you know and that he, he is evil he wants children to starve he wants uh... uh minorities to die and all he cares about is rich white people, and 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 that's what they think. And and my my idea is that you know we need we need to try to turn this around because I don't I don't care what anybody says I think it's just getting worse. I mean that's been the same forever. I mean every generation says oh, I don't see how we're ever going to recover. But when we can have such lying and cheating at the highest levels of our, our government and it goes unchallenged, that's just the sign that we have degraded to the point where we may not turn it around
0: yeah and i think it's bipartisan unfortunately over the decades it's it's been the same from republicans as it has from democrats it just depends on who's in charge you had talked about this when you and i spoke months ago it's the it's the gop and democratic elites that are just grasping for power
1: and money well it is you know and and you you talk about uh... We have the elites in this country, which also include, by the way, all of the talking heads on TV. Uh, you know, these people make millions of dollars a year. Uh, so uh, they uh, they spout all of this uh, rhetoric, uh, t- caring each other to be the devil and evil. And um, if you listen to certain channels, uh, Republicans are all evil. And if you listen to other channels, the Democrats are all evil. And uh, uh, you know we we understand, if you look at the demographics, that the American people are in the middle two thirds of the American people are not uh, are neither left or right, but the 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 leadership has to demonize the other side in order to get votes, and that's what we have
7: Now, I agree with everything you said, and you guys were talking about financial literacy, okay? And, and, I, and I just want to say this, what we have, I mean, there are estimates that up to 7 million people have come into this country, uh, you know, across that southern border and even other areas of the, the country, other borders, but mainly from the south, okay? And, and many of them, we have no idea who they were, where they came from, or where they went, because they snuck in. And you know we we have an open border basically and the message from this administration is come one come all and the the thing that i really have a problem with is the narrative that everybody's coming for a better life that may be true in in many cases but there's some that aren't but the bottom line is we need specific help in many areas of our economy and i'm not sure that the seven million people (laughs) that came across that border are gonna plug those holes. What people say is we need an immigration uh, thing that uh, benefits our country. And has there ever been any financial literacy, any cost benefit analysis of what we are getting and what we're gonna have to pay for to support all the people that are coming across this border? Because you go from top to bottom in our society and when you bring this many non-English people speaking people into our country it's going to cause a lot of problems okay it's going to cause some good but there's going to be problems there's going to be increased cost we're seeing it in the cities where they're getting shipped to where they have to uh, you know feed them house them and and all that stuff teachers medical care food costs all those things could be inflationary for the short term maybe they'll be beneficial for the long term but I'm just saying we need to have control over borders, and we need to have a sane policy, and we don't have either one of those. And, and to me, it should be pretty simple.
1: Interesting to interesting to me, the United States is building border walls over in the Middle East uh, and in certain parts of Europe. So we're helping countries over there build border walls to keep their borders <laughs> secure, but we refuse to build a wall to secure our own border. Okay.
7: Stop the insanity
0: now! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a new slogan. Well, maybe Ron DeSantis or some of the other Republicans will use that. Yeah. And as a person, as a sort of an objective viewer of things going on in Washington, it's obviously as you well know, I was never a fan of anything, or most of the things that President Trump did. I'm not a fan of many of the things that President Biden does. I'm hoping that whomever runs for 2024 that we get a rational leader that'll reel in some of this stuff, some fiscal responsibility, some border security. I don't know of anybody on the Democratic bench. I mean, let's assume, of course, if, if Biden were to step down, and we know he's not going to do it. But uh, the Republicans, you guys have a great slate of potential candidates and candidates. Ron DeSantis is in the lead, so I think a lot of people are hopeful that... <laughs> I don't know that they can beat President Biden, but they're hoping maybe somebody will emerge. All right, thank you so you, much, Mike. You, Thanks. W- for, one
7: last quick comment. Sure. You mentioned uh, DeSantis is a good candidate. Well, you know what? I hear that from almost every person that I know that's living in Florida right now, except the ones that were teachers. They hate him.
0: Oh, because of this anti woke stuff. Well, yeah, I, I don't people don't like to be reason. told I
7: what to do. Said, hey, why do you be be so venomous against this guy? You know, but they just they despise him. They think he's evil. The whole bit.
0: Okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. All right, we got open phones right now, 100% open. We have talked about, we just talked about the presidential election and the benches of the candidates. If Biden were to step down, there's really no Democratic Mm -hmm. fundraiser. Maybe the California governor, Gavin Newsom, but I don't think anybody's really near the top of that list.
1: I don't think anybody's going to seriously challenge him unless he falters uh, Mm -hmm. in the next year. Um, There are some rumors about people, but uh, the establishment likes him. Uh, the establishment likes men, because he ge- <laughs> they get their way. Right. And so... we got to keep keep it going. Isn't that the definition of
0: insanity, though? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got open phones. We'll talk about that. We talked about financial literacy and there were the lack of it in school. And one of our good listeners, of course, as you would wisely do, correlates the lack of financial literacy in schools with the lack of financial literacy in Washington, D.C. Uh, talked about Senator Mastriano a tiny bit, our growing national debt that's going up by the split second here, and uh, we'd love your opinion about uh, your view on these topics. Uh, two of our emails relate to Target and uh, transgender conversations that are underway in the U.S. So call us now, 570 743 9565.
2: Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory-trained techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, six. Six thirty till two. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of auto repair.
0: We just cured our own diseases and fed the poor off mic. So <laughs> now we have to repeat everything. Yeah right. <laughs> All right, we have an op- We have actually four open lines, so you can call us now if you're sick of waiting on hold, which uh, of course you have to do sometimes uh, to get on on the mark. Uh, we would invite you to call now because uh, Matt Catrillo is a great producer over there, and there's nobody uh, waiting to get on the radio right now. So five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We do have a couple of emails in front of us. One of our good listeners says it's ironic we're lamenting the lack of financial literacy in today's youth when we have a president of the United States who's in the middle of debt ceiling talks, leaves town for the holiday weekend. Understanding that he can still conduct business from Delaware, the optics of a move like that are not good. Furthermore, it, uh, it can tell others today's youth. I think, um, Oh, it, The message would be that it can tell others, today's youth, that dealing with debt isn't a serious task, says Cliff, one of our good listeners. Uh, the negotiators repeated on both sides, the White House and, and uh, Representative McCarthy, said um, they will come up with a debt ceiling lift, either temporary or te- you know, technically permanent, only temporary longer. Yeah. They're going to resolve this. I think
1: they will resolve things. The problem is that uh it was 3 months from the time that uh you know we knew this had to get done uh and it's still not done so uh other than uh, uh present his budget uh the president uh, didn't do anything we didn't even talk to the talk to uh, the the other side and uh you know this is I, I don't understand this you know it's a serious issue uh we need to we need to pay our bills uh and uh the people there are people who you know that when you think about paying your bills the people you owe money to are dependent on getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, WKOK does advertising, and they depend on the advertisers paying the bill uh, in the same way with the government the people that the government owes money to. We haven't even talked about Social Security. The, 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 they're not doing anything to address that. The, the, now the, the uh, uh, trust fund is going to be run short in 2035, and uh, the payments will be reduced by somewhere between 25 and 30 percent for retirees if they don't do something and uh, the problem that why it's not getting done is if either side suggests that they do something the other side will use that as a political advantage in the next election right they're going to cut social security they're going to cut your social security they're going to cut your social security so the democrats are doing that right now neither one neither party wants to go first To Mm -hmm. say, look, folks, we've got to do something for these. We have 60 million Americans now on Social Security, and 10,000 baby boomers a day go on Social Security. So we've got a huge amount of people uh, in the United States on Social Security. But nobody touches a hot potato because if you say one thing about it, the other party will crucify you by saying, oh, he wants to cut. And well, they still use that against the Republicans because one <laughs> senator said it's time for
0: us to look at Social Security. And they're like, oh, the Republicans have cuts lined up. They're ready to go. Here's, you know, ex-senator made the fool. He accidentally said it to a live yeah, it's mic.
1: Out loud, right? <laughs> right.
0: So. But, yeah, something's got to <laughs> give. All right. Well, we are talking about our nation's uh, shaky financial ground. Uh, call us now. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Earlier we talked about the target trans controversy that's still bubbling up there. And one of our good listeners uh, says... Uh, We have a call coming in. A better ad for Bud Light would have been a group of diverse people all drinking Bud Light and cheering on a sporting event. Yeah, there you go. See, then you'd have the sports involved. Yeah, this is from the category, (laughs) Joe does this, what they should have done. is uh, He's fabulous at that. Or what they should have said whenever somebody does a gaffe. But anyway, yeah, what they should have done for Bud Light, a better ad for Bud Light would have been a group of diverse individuals drinking Bud Light and cheering a sporting event. The tagline could have been that we support many causes and lifestyles, but uh, we can put aside our differences and enjoy our bud light, and then we'd have them all toasting together, (laughs) says (laughs) Rob. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. That is the way we could all get along. Another one says, anybody with a scintilla of brain matter knows they can shop at Target without being harmed by any display. What's the point I was trying to make is no matter what? catering to any political flashpoint is not necessary to business success and it doesn't matter what the brand ideology is so that's harry who called in so then he wrote an email yeah says uh he knows that you can shop at target without looking at the rainbows and and other stuff and uh with that we got al on the line good morning sir how are things in Northumberland, pa are you there oh i didn't push it hard enough wait and go. uh Am I there? Yep. Say it. Again. Start over.
8: Okay. Uh, pretty good, and uh, doing pretty good. But I've been talking to a couple preachers lately, and it's—I just looked it up online too. But a lot of people are talking about it, Isaiah 5:20. And I don't know if you guys—I'm sure you're familiar with that, where good is evil, evil is good, sweet is bitter, bitter is sweet. <clears throat> Things are just totally opposite and yep. this is a crazy mixed up world uh, that that seems like uh, it fits pretty well but I understand every generation and there was ones in Vermont and I don't remember dates of history but I do remember stories and there's been a lot of stories where followers of certain people thought it was going to end and a lot of people died in Vermont hundreds of years ago or you know in different places and uh but it was just strange that we were just kind of sharing our faith together and uh, talking about this crazy stuff, and we all went to that verse.
1: Well, the Bible has a lot to say about the coming judgment. And uh, you know, when you look at some of the things like that verse and others, uh, evil men and seducers will ask, will wax worse and worse, and so forth. and. You can apply that very definitely to our day. It, however, has been applied at other times in another generation in history. Yeah, but it sure seems, I mean, yeah, it sure seems to be out of control, doesn't it?
8: The Romans did it. I mean, if you study history, we're down the same path every time, and then there's a great revival. Um, so I don't know if we're on the end times or we're ready for a new revival. But some of the movies that I've been to that show faith and everything they're very inspirational and I, I gotta say i'm saved again christian but uh if you aren't and you're listening to this if you just go to one of those movies it's got to touch you and it's got to make you start thinking again and maybe you'll come to the light and get out of the darkness.
1: All right. Okay, yeah. so we appreciate that. Thank All right. you for Thank your you. For the call,
0: sir. Thanks for calling in.
8: Yep, bye-bye.
0: All right, we're to the point where we get to take another quick break, but we invite you to do what Al did. Call 570-743-9565. Got one email about January 6th, and uh, let's see, no texts at the moment. So you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Uh, you can call us, 570-743-9565, or email on the market at WKOK.com. On the Marcus is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. I always tell you on Friday exactly what they're all about down there. Family-owned dealership since 1915, two locations, 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, where they have some selected uh, pre-owned cars there. These are amongst the fabulous. and uh, they also have a third address where you can look at all of these vehicles, and that's sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of of service on vehicles, state inspections, mm-hmm. nitrogen for your tires. Whether your car needs some body work, a paint shop, an alignment, you name it. They got specialization everywhere. And the quick lane is open Monday through Friday, 6:30 a.m. to 6 p.m., or Saturday, 6:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Call them up. Maybe you got a recall on some previous vehicle. They can do recalls on other cars too. So they would just love to fix you up. SunburyMotors.com. New Ford, Hyundai's, and Kias. Great place to visit, great place to shop. Yes, it we'll is. be back with Open Phones momentarily. <laughs> Back to the KOK Live telephone talk show on the mark. Financial realities is the subtitle of our program. Whether you're talking about the federal budget deficit or the national debt or um, or Target uh, taking a hit because they put uh, the LGBTQ ultra-friendly display right in the front of the store when uh, what they should have done was put it in the back, right, which is where it is now as far right, as we they, know. I
1: understand uh, I, on the inter- I read on the internet that last yesterday that they have moved that, uh, I think, back to the ladies department, so okay. rather than prominently displayed in front of the store.
0: Alright, so if you want to comment on this stuff, uh, feel free to contact, yeah, Bud Light. Uh, th- this is a financial show that we're doing for them, too. Their value is plummeting and still going down. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we have a great email, but we got to new callers first so joseph you are on the mark thanks for calling in
6: hey thank you for taking my call uh yeah i want to comment i was watching this morning the news and target took a hit of over nine billion dollars i was amazed at that because of these uh perverted lbjq maniacs and i i i'm glad that people are uh not buying there to, to prove a point, to show that there are people are gonna stand up against this, this crazy stuff. And uh, Budweiser took a hit of 15, over $15 billion because of this. And they said that the other beer companies now, they're taking up the slack because they're not buying Bud. They can't get enough, uh, uh, I guess hops and whatever they need to make beer because they have such a call for you know the other uh, brands. Which is wonderful. I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear
0: that. Well, I would recommend people go to the local microbreweries. We got some wonderful ones of those. And where did I go? And I just had spot and German beer on tap. Oh, at the Penn's Tavern. You can get that on tap down there, John.
1: Yeah. Well, it, you know, it y- y- you don't just mix up a batch of beer. It, you, you brew a batch of beer. It takes a couple of weeks. So all of a sudden, these other brands are finding themselves, like like our listeners uh, saying. Uh, pushing because uh, you can't you can't hurry the process
6: well i'm i'm not a beer drinker but if i were i would never buy another bud <laughs> the rest of my life and i sure wouldn't shop at target uh, uh and i want to change the subject here a little bit because i want to comment on uh some of the remarks that were made here uh about the, the last caller uh talking about the end time here it is very pacific that we are at the end of time and, and i can give is. you a date on that <laughs> It's the pagan month of june the seventh nineteen sixty seven okay that date is in the bible and people don't realize this you can find it in luke twenty one twenty four when the savior said that uh, the jewish people would be suffered by the edge of the sword be led away captive into all nations and that jerusalem would be trodden down by gentiles until the times of gentiles be fulfilled Well, that happened in seventy common air when titus came in uh, killed over 600,000 Jews and chased them out of the city of Jerusalem and they weren't allowed back under pains of death until um, well actually until 1967 in the six day war when they retook that city they were under gentile domination so he could have said in 1967 in June the 7th that city will no longer be under gentile domination That was a sign that this generation that seen these things would not pass till all these things happened, including the second coming. So we're living right near the end of time. All right, we got you. And also, President Trump, historically and bravely, he's the bravest president we ever had, well, in recent times, to stand up and say, hey, that's the eternal capital of Israel, is Jerusalem and he took a lot of flack for that but it was an inspired thing that he did uh to do that and that's why he, one reason that the almighty had him as president during that time
0: why did he let him get defeated by president biden i'm curious Well, his,
6: uh, obviously uh that's that was it that, that's what he was in there for
0: no, just To just that, that one that thing, thing there was no okay. other president gotcha. that would do
6: that fulfill that prophecy
0: why would god allow president biden to be elected
6: well, why did he allow Ahab to rule Israel? <laughs>
0: Excellent <laughs> Those things
6: point. happen, and there's <laughs> reason for them. Now, not, we don't always know the reason for them. It's because iniquity shall abound. And
1: there are some parallels there. Pardon And there are some parallels there. Right to Ahab <laughs>
0: alright we got you Joseph thank you so much yep. uh, always appreciate good Bible lesson there 570-743-9565 we've got to take one more break we're going to send Matt Catrillo over to the newsroom so he gets a three minute break I'll call him back when we need him to answer the phone I got a couple of two tree emails we're going to read those when we come back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in English what the problem is All right, well, welcome back we've got one call coming in. I got to hit these emailers. Uh, we did talk about financial issues in the u s One of our listeners says only one way to fix social security: raise more money. Democrats have proposed lifting the caps many times, and Republicans mm-hmm.
1: shoot it down every time. Is that true Lifting the cap on Social Security, is that what's... Well, what he's talking about is the cap on, pay, on payroll. Uh, and uh, they did raise that um, uh, a number of years ago. Um, it used to be capped... Uh, uh, and it's now uh, it's been raised, uh, I think, to $160,000. So, a uh, Social Security tax uh, is is uh, applied up to $160,000, which covers probably uh, 90% of Americans' uh, oh, okay. uh, wages. Uh, what he's referring to, and what the Democrats are saying, is that well, if they could just Uncap it uh, so that people who make 10 million had to pay Social Security on the whole 10 million. That we could solve the problem. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. Uh, it certainly would bring a lot of additional money in. But keep in keep in mind that only only about the top uh, three or four percent make that kind of you know make that kind of money. Uh, the average uh, uh, the average. Uh, is about a hundred and sixty thousand, and people that make over a over million dollars a year. There are a lot of millionaires, but the difference between being a being a millionaire and earning a million dollars a year. So
0: right, you might have assets of a million dollars, or savings and assets and so on. I always. Uh, Joke that Joe McCranahan is a (laughs) Glonkzillionaire because I don't know if he's a millionaire or not. I I hope so by now. I think you have to be a millionaire to be a Glonkzillionaire. All right. So, one of our good listeners on the topic of January 6th and the founder of the Oath Keeper got an 18 year federal prison term. That seems like a long time. Founder of the uh, letter writer says, The founder of the Oath Keepers found guilty of seditious conspiracy. Oh, my God. Sounds so bad and scared. Just another term like insurrection to make people think January 6th was the worst day in our nation's history. This is the media spewing propaganda at its finest until they're willing to report what really happened on that day, day, such as the FBI informants being planted there, cops opening the doors for protesters, Nancy Pelosi refusing extra security in the days ahead. Yeah, we talked about it on that show. That's never really been vetted significantly, in my view, anyway. But anyway, uh, showing the rest of the thousands of hours of video most people don't give it. About what the media says about January 6, because they only talk about what promotes the leftist agenda. That day was set up, but our government—oh, uh, uh, a set up by our government—to use against Trump, plain and simple, says Doug, our good conservative listener from—I uh, uh, don't know where he's at, but he's uh, good it's, listener. It is
1: interesting that there were uh... as many as eighteen fbi agents embedded in that whole thing and uh... Uh, not just on the day, but even in the days leading up to it. So uh, you can say, well, you know, they were they were there to try to understand what was going on. Well, if they did, they certainly didn't report it to the higher-ups or the higher-ups didn't do anything about it because extra security was offered and uh, turned down. Well, in the January 6th committee hearings was supposed to
0: have one of the six components was missed opportunities, but I don't ever remember a single word. About that. No. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just mistaken that they were ever going to do it. Yeah. But I know when they started, we talked about Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell and a wide range of individuals missed opportunities yeah. to well, up security.
1: The head of the D.C. National Guard even said we were prepared, but no nobody called.
0: But no call came. All right, 570 743 9565 is our telephone number. Joseph insists that he's got more to say, so he gets 60 seconds. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark
6: uh yeah mark you had asked the question uh, of why trump didn't get in and biden did you know if yahweh allowed trump to be in there i didn't think of the answer a good answer is when samuel was prophet uh, he spoke for yahweh Yahweh spoke to samuel and samuel would talk to the people and the people said hey you know we're tired of this we want a king like the rest of the nations have and samuel was really upset about that he prayed and yahweh told him he said samuel it's not you that they don't want it's me and so he says, let him have a king, and, and uh, this is what will happen. He'll take your sons and daughters and, and tax you and, and so forth and so on. So he'll give the people what they want, and he will give them a wicked man because that's what they wanted, Joe uh-huh. Biden.
0: Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Wisest thing you ever said, Joseph. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Well, that makes perfect sense.
1: We get what we get. We, we, yeah, we elect these people. Yeah, we have terrible leaders, yep. but we have terrible voters. You know, what I don't understand, y- you look at the cities. The cities are, our cities are in disarray. Crime is, is, is rampant. Homelessness is rampant. Uh, the, the businesses are fleeing and so forth. And yet the people that live there vote for the same party over and over and over again. It's like, uh, you know, the definition of insanity is doing what you've always done and expecting a different result. And... Go ahead. You know... Well, they that was just uh,
0: I subscribed to the Philadelphia Inquirer. They give it to you like four cents a week or something. So uh, it's not really as I, I used to have a tremendous amount of respect. But now that I'm wiser, I, it, I, I, see, I can see right through it. They had a big section. They just put it in there about the housing problem in, in Philadelphia. And they went on to the fact that, uh, you know, low income housing and construction and permitting and rentals and uh, landlords. And they just talked on and on and on about the logistics of housing. They never once mentioned that fully 11% of the people in the city are illegal immigrants who aren't even supposed to be in the country, but it's a sanctuary city, so they're there. And, of course, if you're a landlord, how can you ever prepare for uh, an influx of 10% of the city's population over and above what you... Anyway, I just I just thought it was strange. It was a strange article because it never once talked about why are there why so, the
1: problem exists in the first place. Right,
0: really, because you have you know nine hundred thousand people who aren't on the books who are looking for a place to <laughs> exactly rent, right. and and nobody raises red <laughs> flags when you know a guy shows up with uh, uh, the first five months rent in cash, and then when you call try to contact him, he's not available or he's out of state, and then you go to the house and there's ninety two people there, <laughs> yeah, none right. of them speak English, but that's another topic. All right, Dan, you're going to give us the last word. You got 30 seconds. We're out of time, but go ahead.
8: Hey, good good morning, fellas.
3: You know, I have to agree with Joseph's comment there. He's 100% right. The, the only reason Biden got in is because the press was on his side, and they had swoggled the people into
0: buying <laughs> into this
3: evil administration. That's a and di- I remember me and on the air dozens of times saying this would be, it was a vote between good and evil. Right, and the people time. voted for the evil.
0: Thank so, you. Hoonswaggle—that's a West Buffalo Township phrase. Thank you so much, John. My pleasure. See you in one week. See everybody on Thursday. This is WDKOK Sunbury.